Hey guys, this is Sherry here. I want to let you know that this is a part one and part two of um, one of my most favorite episodes we have done so far. So make sure you listen to part one and then make sure you get part two next week. I think the material we discussed today is life changing. All right, coach, super excited about today's topic and your um, input into it, just obviously from the fact that you're working on becoming a doctor as well as your experience. I've got a little bit of background on this topic, but um, before we introduce ourselves, I just want to let our listeners know right off the bat, we're going to go into why the brain goes toward certain things and even things that are not good for us. And I think this could be a probably a life-changing episode for you guys. So I want to give you that um, information right off the bat so you don't, you know, shut us off. And then coach, go ahead and introduce yourself. Then I'll introduce myself. Uh, coach Greg McNeil. Uh, most of you, if you're, if you're not a first time listener, you're familiar with me as coach. Um, that's because of my background in um, sports fitness training. Um, but I'm also a life coach, licensed clinician. And, um, and as Sherry said, right now I am um, completing my doctorate in regenerative leadership and design. And, um, and that's all about helping people to live lives that they can be proud of, that they're comfortable with, and they feel rewarded. Yeah. And uh, that's what my mission is for this life. And I enjoy that. And, you know, I seek to do that at the highest levels. Yeah. So thank you so much. I can testify to that, Coach. You know, I was talking to someone the other day about you and uh, the work that we do and recommending our, uh, you know, podcast. And I said, first of all, Coach is the only uh, clinician counselor that I know that's not crazy. I mean, you're crazy to a degree, but not like jacked up in the head where you should probably be getting some help. And then um, I also said, He's very unusual in the work he does. He does not do the typical, you sit there and and then it's like, okay, come back next week. It's, I see he's very strategic and very challenging and um, in a good way. And so I can testify uh, that you pursue excellence in all things, not just your work. Um, my name is Sherry Wilson, owner of Genius Owl Limited Company. And uh, I do similar work. I don't have um, the fancy schmancy, but I do have a lot of experience. And uh, and then I do branding and business consulting, life coaching, business coaching as well. Um, and by the way, in our show notes, if you have a topic or if you have comments, um, please uh, do so. I've got my email in there. And also, please leave us a five-star review. And if you le- if you ask a question when you leave that five-star review... We will answer it in our podcast. So give us a review. Ask any question you've got. It can be fun. It can be a life situation you're facing. Um, you know, anything that you want to know, and then we will answer it. Now, if it's weird, uh, you know, we may have to defer that question. If it's weird like in Destiny, we'll, W-Y-R-D. We'll right? answer that, but, you know, fetishes. <laughs> Um, weird things, you know. I'm just gonna go there. <laughs> I, I immediately just yeah, had a night. <laughs> I had a nightmare thought, like when I said, "Ask anything." I'm all, "Ooh, that could go south really fast." <laughs> okay, Coach. So, um, again, I 
have a situation that I'm uh, you know, walking through right now that I am not at liberty to discuss, but I will bring it forth because I think it's going to be very helpful in the future. Coach is fully aware of the situation. And so where this idea came from was actually my morning time coach. You know, I got up. Um, I actually slept in a little bit. I was a little bit tired. I had some gluten by accident and didn't feel very well. And, uh, you know, my process when I get up in the morning is, uh, uh, I do my, uh, supreme desire, my definite chief aim statements, uh, really ponder those. And then I go into some education, been going through some Robin Sharma education. And then I usually have some form of physical activity, but this morning I just followed, you know, where I felt I wanted to go, and that was journaling. And in my current situation, I started recognizing a very important pattern um, that was basically formed as a child, and it served me well, and then at other times, it has not served me well. And that's the thing, like, you know, when you're a kid, you may develop like coping tools or you might develop things that help you navigate difficulty but uh if you're not aware of that then you might find yourself in similar situations that you had as a kid and so I was like man this would be a good topic to discuss how the brain will go toward the familiar good or bad and one of the things that um I heard uh, I can't remember who it was But, and it was something completely unrelated. This lady said that because we are tribal beings, um, so like even if you're a loner or you're able to be very independent, there still needs to be some form of community somewhere. And, but they were talking about relationships and how we're tribal and our brain will look for acceptance and belonging signals because back in the day we had to have those or we'd be eaten by, you know, lions and bears and saber-toothed tigers, etc. And so we still look for those acceptance signals. And here was the the clincher. She said, even if it's someone who is not good for you, whether it's a friendship, romantic interest, etc. So with that foundation, Coach, can you dive into why the heck that happens? I mean, I gave a little bit as far as the tribal, but the science, the system thinking that's your specialty, et cetera, just kind of give us some inside information on that process. Okay, so one of the things that's like really important is, um, you know, like just understanding how um, our brain comes together to create patterns for me, mm. right? Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of what goes on with the brain is still hidden from us. Yeah. What we what we deal with mostly when it comes to the brain and everyday activity is the subconscious mind. Yep. That's that that's that that is the part of the brain that I guess you could say it connects us to the everyday world and then it also connects us to those things that are outside of our everyday experience. The subconscious mind is the one that says, what are the patterns that you engage in that operate or govern your life? Now, the challenge occurs when something is created um, that creates what we call, I'm going to call it like a sticking point or a trauma bond, if you will. So 
if you burn your hand on the stove as a child, you have a memory imprint that says, ouch, um, I can't touch fire or I have to stay away from things that's hot. Yeah. If you are burned by fire in a more intense way, then the way you see fire or water or heights or anything that can create a traumatic experience for you, now it can have a greater intensity. Greater intensity means that you're going to have a, a stronger reaction to it. Like <clears throat> some people can't be in the room with another person that has a snake, right? Because of that pattern. Yeah. Now, right now I'm talking about external things like fire, snakes, you know, things that we that can come to us from the outside. <clears throat> but we also form those patterns through our relationships in our early family systems. And that's where a lot of the programming um, begins. Now, I'm, I'm not going to get this um, Jesuit priest name correct at this moment. Give me a second because I got so much data in my head. But essentially, the phrase goes, give me a child to the age of seven and I will have them for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. Because the imprint in your brain, in our minds, are largely done between birth and that age five and seven. Yep. And so we end up with a lot of patterns in our mind that we believe are correct for us. And then we sort of move through that. Now, I can throw out names like Dr. Bruce Vogel. I can talk about Dr. Joseph Depenza, Dr. Joseph Murphy. Um, and you can just you can just dive into the realm of the subconscious to see what are we learning? Well, what we're learning is our mind helps us to do everything that we want to do, including being destructive. Yeah. Right? Mm. Okay. Oh, to coach, change, that's crazy. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. To change a pattern, you have to practice. But, but in that practice, you also have to bring what we call the intangible element. Awareness, authenticity, and honesty, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What kind of challenge do I have? So one of the things that you said um, as we were going, you said, you know what? Today, I was called to write. Yeah. And in that writing, I'm able to connect with some patterns that I actually discovered that I had in, um, in my life. And when I went, when I started connecting the dots, I realized, wow, I was dealing with this when I was a young person. Why is it with me as an adult? Because what actually happens to us is that things that we have to learn in our life is always reinforced throughout our history. Mm -hmm. I like to look at it as like the cycles of the season that come around again. Some people use words like karma. That's not a word for me. Yeah. But spring comes every year, summer, fall, winter. So when you graduate from high school and then you are ready to go to college, guess what? You feel that same insecurity again because you're about to touch the unknown, right? Yeah. It brings up things for you until you have an opportunity to immerse in that experience. If you're not a person that's willing to learn, though, right, 
then you're going to continue with a pattern that may be destructive for you when you actually have an opportunity to break free. Break free. So what I am saying is, when a challenge comes to you that you are familiar with, it reminds you of something that you've dealt with before. That is your brain, specifically the self-conscious, bringing to you a growth opportunity. That's good. It's everything that's coming around to us is a growth opportunity. The difference between us recognizing that and acting on it is the awareness, the consciousness, the homework, the practice that we're supposed to do. So <clears throat> in layman's terms, what does that look like? You're in a relationship with somebody, you get out of the relationship, you meet another person, damn, they seem to be just like the one that you just left some time ago. Yeah. You get out of that relationship and now you're in another. Now you're in a third relationship and you continue to have the same kind of experience. So you stop and say, these women or men are blankety blank, blank, blank but there's only one common denominator between all of those. It is the woman or the man. Yeah. So what happens when you get to that point, the question becomes, what do you need to do? That's when that question comes to your mind, that's the training piece, yeah. right? Or when, hurt, when the hurt comes to your mind, that's the training piece. You know, Sherry, can you help me? I'm going through this situation and it's really, really painful. Um, I'm not exactly sure what to do. Understood. We cannot remove your tears. We cannot remove the pain, but you are in a place right now to grow if you're willing to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's where the opportunity to break the pattern comes in. And that's a real key point for the listener. When the frustration, the hurt, the pain, um, and the intensity comes, that's the learning moment. What do I need to know in this moment so that I can take whatever action needs to be taken so that my life can be improved, benefited in some form, including those who I am in relationship? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a work, right? That's a work that we intentionally have to do to change that pattern. Yeah. When we get older, every time that season comes around, so does the intensity if we don't act on it. Mm. So at first, it might feel like you stubbed your toe. Did you pay attention? What did you learn? Oh, well, guess what? Don't go hiking in the mountains with flip-flops. So the next time you put on a pair of boots. Yeah. But if you don't learn, you say, ah, I just stubbed my toe. So the next time... You keep going now, your foot slips and you and you fall down into a crevice. Now your foot is trapped, your ankle is trapped, and you can't get it out because it's broken. Yeah. Now you're a mile away from, from your campsite with a broken ankle that's trapped in the um in between two rocks or stones or the boulders. So you see how the intensity adds up, right? Yes. It adds up because. I'm going to say it is the universe's way. It is spirit's way. It's God's way of saying, hey, you, you know, we've, hello, you have an opportunity to change your life here. Hello, hello. Yeah. But if you don't take that opportunity, 
Whatever happens to you is no longer an accident at that point. So what we're saying is the brain operates on patterns. And in addition to patterns, it's also about helping you to achieve and improve whatever you hear. It's sort of like your brain is, is helping you to fulfill your mission statement inside your acorn. Whether it's good or bad, huh? Yep. Whatever you focus on is what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. That's, that is its design. That's its sole purpose. Wherever your thought and your energy go consistently, that is what's coming to you. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about you're nervous, you're scared about something happening, and you can't get your brain out of that space, don't be surprised when you get something that comes to you that reflects back the thoughts you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So I don't want people to miss a couple things. The first is that the brain will work with you even to your destruction. But on the other side, the brain will also point out, hey, this is a, a pattern. Here's an opportunity uh, to have some change to where you don't keep repeating the same mistakes. And in the flip-flop example, I also hear, don't dismiss those things. Don't dismiss when you, uh, you know, hit your toes, so to speak, in life. Because if you'll do the work then, then you won't have to have the broken foot or leg later. Exactly. So... Something that people don't, may not realize about our relationship, when something happens with us and you and I are working or whatever it is, we talk, Yep. right? We talk. Sherry, what do you need? Coach, what do you need, right? Because the first thing we do is we are asking ourselves, help me to explore something that I'm going through so I can think about it the right way. Mm-hmm. Because, pain, you know, like nobody escapes pain. So let us be clear about that, right? Yeah. So, Something can happen and it's like, oh man, I got a gut punch in that situation. I'm not, you know, I know my thinking is not accurate. Guess what? That's self-awareness. That's the first thing. My thinking is not accurate and I feel a pattern coming. Hey, Sherry. Hey, coach, what's going on? When we finish that conversation, we just sit an interruption to a thought pattern that could have run them up. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, we change the course of our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's what people need to understand. Every thought is a change in your circumstance. It is always the potential for change in your circumstance. So there's no such thing as having random thoughts. You want to pay attention to the shit that goes on upstairs. <laughs> and like you have said over and over, thoughts, the first action. So on a little rabbit trail of what you just said, what do you think are qualifications for a person that you can call up and say, hey, this is what's going on. Any insight? What do I need to know, et cetera? So what insights would I have for a person that called me up? No. What qualifications would you say are required for that person you can do that with? Because sometimes you can call someone up and they just get in the muck with you and they're adding to it. Okay. Well, that's one that we can exclude. (laughs) Right. If we don't want somebody to get in the muck and shit with us, right? Because yeah. they can't see. And and most likely when they get in there, they're not talking about us. They're talking about their own trauma. Right. Yep. And all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, whose TV show are we watching here? <laughs> <laughs> That's right? funny. Um, so they have to have patience. Okay. They have to have a level of honesty. 
They have to have some honesty and integrity. Um, they have to be open. You know, because when we start talking about pain, it brings stuff up from us. Our mind, there goes the subconscious mind again, right? Oh, you hear pain? It starts going through and start pulling out your history lessons. It starts pulling out all those file cabinets. And in a nanosecond, you see all of the stuff that you step through. Right. Now, if you are a person that's conscious and you're on your P's and Q's, you know, it's like, oh, I, you see that picture, but you don't go into it. The person that doesn't know that about themselves, they pull out all those drawers. And the next thing you know, they start telling you stories from your past and everything like that. And they have no solution that you can use. Mm-hmm. So we need people that are honest. We need people that are respectful. We need people that are open. They need to be conscious. It can sound like a long list, but it is true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they need to have the quality of discretion. Yep. Shut mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's probably one of the most important ones. Yeah. And if they don't possess that, that is not the person. And if I'm, I'm going to say this to a lit to the listener round, female. Don't talk to other females about your personal situation unless you know you can trust that person like you can trust yourself. And if you can't, you need to be paying somebody because um, once you tell one person, um, it is no longer a secret. It is no longer confidential in that sense, right? And um, know your lifestyle. Know who you are, too. Um are you, are you the kind of person that have people that may be envious of you? Are you the kind of person that has something else going on that other people are not like? Again, the more we know about ourselves, the, the more it's going to help us in terms of what we see. So I wouldn't go ask a man that's jealous of me how to handle a situation that I might be struggling with because for him, he can seize an advantage. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. And uh, on the jealousy thing, sometimes it can be hard for people to recognize recognize that and even the, the discretion thing. So real fast on, and hopefully I don't lose my train of thoughts, but um, on the discretion, we will automatically, our brain will automatically trust people if we like them, but that does not mean they're trustworthy. So trust right. trustworthiness is like a journey with them. You know, you you see them keep their word, you see them be discreet, you see how they handle their own conflicts, etc. And whether they gossip or not, and then over time, you get a very clear picture, okay, this person is trustworthy. The thing with the jealousy, um, I learned this the hard way. um, But I, I found things that certain people would do that I didn't recognize as jealousy at first. It bothered me, but I didn't know what it was till later. One was uh, an overattachment to me. Uh, and, and all of us have probably experienced this. And I, I'm not a vain, um, well, let me put it this way. I'm not a, because uh, I mean, I don't want to go out in my pajamas, you know, and my hair all sticking up everywhere. So um, I'm not a, a, a jealous person. I used to be as a, a a young person and I realized I wasn't jealous of the person. I was jealous of the feeling, the internal that they had that I wanted. So I began to be able to direct that, but they, they will, they will over attach to you. 
And a lot of times they don't even know it. And then they'll do um, a lot of flattery. So it'll feel like they're complimenting you. And they may even think they are and be sincere. But uh, like in ministry, I've had people, every single person, this is 100% where I would have someone say, you know, I've never heard teaching like yours. You're the only one I want to listen to, uh, blah, blah. And that's an immediate red flag. I'm like, first of all, you know, it's through many voices you gain wisdom. It's not through one because then that's a cult, which I've been told I would be a good one. And then the, you know, cult leader. And then the second is, um, wh- that's a dependence on me that you should not have. You should be your own you know, best teacher and your own studier and et cetera, et cetera. And then the other thing that would start developing is uh, I would notice facial expressions and body language that were like a hostility, a hidden hostility over time. The number one facial expression for that is contempt. And so you may not know what you're seeing because it's a split second, if even that, but it flashes on the face and your brain will register it and you won't quite know what's happening, but something's off. And then the sarcastic remarks that would come out as jokes. So like the, the demeaning or, you know, that, you know, hitting you between the eyes, but, oh, I'm just kidding. So that was like a progression. I began to notice a pattern. And uh, so I look for those things. And uh, if people think I'm their go-to person, I look for that as well. Now that doesn't mean that anyone that you're in relationship with where they depend on you for a certain amount of time is, is jealous. It's just that there has to be clear boundaries. And so I would even like not answer phone calls or not answer text messages on purpose really to test the heart. And so if they got angry or hurt, then I knew we have a problem. You know, Mm -hmm. and typically it would evolve into the relationship ending or the jealousy was being exposed. So I know Mm -hmm. that's kind of like a little bit off of our topic, but not really because people need to understand your brain will automatically like people and then you think they're trustworthy. You've got to separate those two things. Even in hiring coach, like I'll tell my clients, the worst reason to hire someone is because you like them. That's the worst reason. The second that's worst right. reason is because they're competent. That's yeah. that's terrible too. So just a little uh, caveat there for people uh, when they're looking that's, for that that's person. Important. That's really good. Um, that that was really good for you to say that. And I hope they heard you um, the way that you intended because um, the behavior that you described is very calculated. Yep. Right. And that also describes a mental pattern that they also have. And so when you, when you learn what you're seeing, it's like, wow, okay, this is why I have to get away from you. But I couldn't tell at first because you had all of these different patterns of behavior until you began to recognize them. So jealousy can take many forms. It can. Um, it can take many forms. And we should never underestimate a person's ability to be jealous or envious. Mm -hmm. It is a shame that we have to say it, but if you lived on this planet longer than 15 years, um, don't ignore what you see. Yeah. 